1: Welcome to another episode of The Stranded Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Hurley. We are in for a new episode in 2019, and today's guest is one of a kind. One of a kind personally to me, and I think the information and the motivation she's gonna bring us today makes her one of a kind as well y'all and just that and she's like my childhood best friend. She was my hey. first best friend. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> she true. <laughs> was, she was my first best friend so to see what she's doing right now I had to have her on my podcast as a guest because I'm I get tears in my eyes when I see what she's doing cuz I'm so inspired. So I want to welcome our guest today, a up and coming artist, Rain. Hey, how's everybody doing today? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Jessica. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. Listen, I am so excited to talk about this. And when I say talk about this, I'm going to link her Instagram and everything below in the comments. And you have to check her out. But you are like one of the, the hottest Instagram up and coming artists to me right now. You have been putting some stuff out there. thank you you're welcome it's so deserved so before we get into all of this I just want you to tell my audience like we both grew up in St. Augustine Mm -hmm. just tell us a little bit about you and your childhood where you grew up and kind of when you fell in love with music
2: grew up in St. Augustine with you Uh (laughs) (laughs) when did I fall in love with music you know that's like a hard question I don't think I ever I don't think there was a time that I like didn't love it I mean like My whole family, like mom, everybody was in band. My dad is like a great singer, like had a country deal and turned it down once. And I didn't know that. um, I know you didn't know that. (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, So it's like there's always just music everywhere. So I don't. I think I think it's just from the time I just came out the womb. I was just it was just music. So. Um, I always was in choir. Always, that's right. Like, love to sing, love to right. like, yeah, like always. So I don't even, I don't think there was like, when did you fall in love? It's like, when were you not? Almost, it's like you know, I mean, was in band,
1: you know, everybody was in band. Let me ask you this corny question: When does the dream die? Because I feel like in high school, I know so many people that that want to be artists. Um, rappers are inspired by music. And then at some point you have to like go left or right, right? Like you have to decide whether am I going to pursue this or am I going to be an adult? Mm-hmm. So at what point did you decide, like, even though I love this thing, I can't I can't do it right now?
2: It's kind of like circumstances make it that way almost. You know, I mean, I-, I wouldn't even say like, when does the dream die? It's like, when does somebody either realize... That they can't or they can, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I never had the.
2: I never had a had a realization or like I never felt like I couldn't ever. I just felt like I couldn't at the time. It might have been finances at one time. It might have been fear. Mm-hmm. Um, fear mm-hmm. was a big factor uh, when I was younger. Um, fear of saying to my mom or dad like I this is what I want to do and fear of not being good at it. I mean, you know, not 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 that I wasn't good, but fear of like not knowing how to go about it, fear of like not having anybody in my corner until I realized that you don't really need anybody in your corner. You make your own corner and then people come want to be in your corner. So <laughs> Get out it's, my uh, corner. Which is what's kind of happening now. But it's, you know, I don't, I mean, you either say I'm going to do it or I'm not. I don't think the dream ever dies. I think you probably kill it. Um, mm. if you If you're not going to do it, you just pretty much kill it. I don't think it ever dies, you know. Whatever you want to do, you know, it's it. it's either I I feel like I can't do it because so I won't do it or I'm going to go through whatever I need to go through to get it. So I don't think it, it really died. We kind of just people just kind of say, no, nope, I'm not going to do it
1: anymore. So circumstance leads you to college, getting a mm-hmm. degree, getting a mm-hmm. big girl job, putting mm-hmm. the big girl pants on and mm-hmm. then. Fear leads you to that. Oh, say it again. (laughs) Fear leads you to moving on and setting your dreams aside, which is so real. Mm -hmm. I can't. I know everybody I know, myself included, has had this happen. Mm -hmm. You go years thinking maybe this is the way. And then Mm -hmm. you recently became inspired again to make the Mm -hmm. leap. What inspired you to finally take the leap?
2: Well, I came to Atlanta four years ago on January 31st. And that was the purpose. I mean, what kind of inspired me then was when I was in college, like, I would get in the studio every now and then. Everybody would be like, God damn. Like, I'm sorry. I'm gonna can curse. You can <laughs>
1: curse. Okay. <laughs> he
2: would be like, God damn, you good as hell. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna start making music. And then this guy, he kind of like found me or something. Um, he ended up being a part of Zaytown, which is Zaytoven's um, thing or whatever. I'm not gonna say his name because he deserves no... Publicity, but he wasn't that great of a guy. He introduced me and hooked me up with Zaytoven, which was the only good thing he did. But, um, you know, I did a song with Zaytoven on his B. We did the video together and all that. So that was like, boom, I want to move to Atlanta. Like, right, like, this is what I want to do. I broke up with the person I was with. So I was like, oh, nothing's holding me back now. I'm going to go to Atlanta. Like, literally a month later, I was like, I'm going, I'm going to Atlanta. So, I get here and I'm super inspired, right? Right. So every night, like every night I'm doing open mics because I didn't have any money and I didn't want to ask my mom for money. I I had like enough money to pay bills for like... So every night I'm doing open mics. Every night I'm winning though. So I'm getting money every literally every single night. Yeah, every single night. Where were you doing open mic? You said where? Mm -hmm. Everywhere here. Literally like everywhere. What? (laughs) Every club I was doing open mics and I was winning every night. So that's what was keeping me afloat. And then it wasn't. Then it got to the point where it wasn't. So I was like, okay, I gotta, gotta find a job. Right. So that was like all a month right. and a half after I got here. I was still doing open mics and stuff, like still winning and all that. So I was like, okay, I got a job. Got a job and the job ended up paying pretty well. So I kind of got whirlwind into it. Like, okay, I, I gotta work, so I have to be there, right? So, okay, well now I can't do so many open mics because I gotta get up at 6.30, mm. right? Then it became, then it became that the nights I could, I'm like, fuck, I'm tired, so I'm not going to go, right? And then it just became to the point where, all right, you stop. Got back into it. Got back into it. The scene here for open mics shifted a little uh, more towards just, we kind of just, just pay us to perform and then you might win, right? right. So it, it just became really money hungry. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm to have to find a different route. Boom. Job needs somebody to go to night shift to run the entire night shift. So I say, yeah. So that was March, 2017. So 2016 and stuff, I'm still like open mics and stuff. Nothing's happening. So I'm figuring out, okay, this is all like a money train. Nothing's really happening. I'm literally like winning all the time. It's like big name people coming in door, but they literally just come because they get paid to be there. And they're not actually trying to, you know, find any talent. The open mic scene here is not the scene, right? It, it's, <laughs> it's not, but they're not trying to find anybody for real, right? So this is all the way up until they, boom, my job's like, we need somebody to run night shifts. We want you to do it. And I'm like, if I do this, I work overnight every night. So it's like, the obviously the, the hip hop scene is at night. So it's like, okay, well, I can't, literally can't do anything if you do that. I take it, right? So I took it, money. So I took it and I gave them, it was supposed to be a month. I was supposed to go for a month they ended up wanting me to stay. So I literally took that shift for a year,
1: Ooh. right? One year.
2: So for one whole year, I didn't do anything. So this past April is when I went back to day shift. And I told myself when I went back to day shift, I said, like, there's, I came in for a reason and I am not doing, and there's absolutely nothing else that I want to do. I don't want to be, I don't want to go get up and go to this job every day. I do not. Like, Hope nobody for my job. Well if you do. Well <laughs> it's not even my job season. Oh well whatever. So um it'd be like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So I mean hey hey you gonna keep me or you're not so when April hit I'm like yo I'm telling some like some of my some of my accountability people that you know we hold each other account. I'm like yo I am going to do this. Like there's no reason for me not to. I'm like I'm looking at everybody that's coming out of Atlanta like some of these people I know from doing open mics with them a couple years ago like are like, and I'm like, dude, like I'm like eighteen million times better than these folks, not to sound cocky, but literally it's like I'm better and I'm more creative, and I'm like, what, what are you doing? So I start planning, I start playing what am I gonna do? How am I gonna get my name out there back out there because I did have a buzz when I was doing open mics so I'm like, how am i gonna, how am I gonna get back out there I, at this time, I'm only thinking Atlanta. I'm not even thinking, do something that's gonna get you on a platform to people multiple states, multiple countries, like, you know, this bitch Sunday has done. So I start, I, I did, like, a little video in May or something. Like, I had surgery on my feet or something. I, I put, like, a little freestyle video out there. Just see what it's going to do. And I'm like, okay, all right. Well, people like it. You know, nobody's like, oh, fuck no. You know, so I'm like, all right, so that's cool. You put it on Instagram, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So I did another one, and then I'm like, okay, well, what do you, like, you got to come up with some kind of concept. And I was like, okay, well, first I need to record music. So May through, like, July... I'm literally, like, just recording. Like, I probably recorded 15 songs. Wow. Then this guy named Carlos, like, wanted me to come to a consultation with him. Just from, like, I guess a couple Instagram videos I did or whatever. And I hit him up, and he was like, yeah, he's doing consultation. So I went to North Carolina. And this was August 4th, August 4th, August 5th. So I played my music for him. We have a consultation. He was like, nothing about, like, your online presence, which is, like, I guess... That's the way to get on now, whether I like it or not. So
1: it really is though.
2: So he's like, nothing on your pages say like I'm a rapper. They say I can rap, not I'm a not not I'm a hip hop artist, right? So that day I went I had probably like what, took like all oh, them shits down. <laughs> every single post, literally every single post came myself for the except for my grandmother. And I think one more. Like my I kept my picture of my grandma up there. <laughs> And then I was like, yo, I'm just like he inspired me. He did. I mean, I've texted him and told him this, so he knows. Like, he inspired me to go ahead and just like kick the door down. Cause he was like, You're really good. Mm. But and he, he told me. He was like, I would, I would, I would basically put his name behind me right now if it looked like I was serious and it didn't look like it at that time. Ooh. Right. So I was like, oh, okay, that's that's over it. Don't worry about it. I was like, don't worry about it. You don't have to worry about that no more. So so
1: that was- (laughs) I I won't lose this opportunity again.
2: That was the point where I was like, you got what it takes and we're going to go ahead and write this thing out. Came up with Spicious and Don't even know. I don't even remember how I came up with it. I was just like, you're going to drop something every week on the same day. And I was like, Think of a cool name and Sunday is the one that went the best. If it was Friday, that went the best. It would have been some something Friday. Right. So Sunday went the best for me. So that's how they came about. And I told myself I got to hold myself to actually doing this, you know. And
1: so would you say consistency has worked in your favor?
2: Yes, it has. <laughs> right. Tremendously. So, <laughs> I mean, I got, you know, tremendously has worked in my favor. You know, there is coming. There is evolution coming. Um, next month I'll probably curve a little differently on my birthday. I am going to drop an EP. I haven't Ooh. said anything about that yet, but I am dropping an, e- an EP. It's going to be called, it's about love. Mm. Um, but it wouldn't, it's not what you think it would be.
1: Though. Is it your birthday? The
2: fourth? The
1: 14th. Birthday on day. That's right. I was going to say it. See, there's the fourth of the 14th. Yeah. Birthday's on Valentine's day. So that's why it's called. It's about love, but it's not what you
2: think, which is, it's going to be really good. And I haven't even started working on it. So. This is what I did with spit shit Sundays. I just said, I'm going to do this. And it's like, fuck, I done said I'm about to do this. So now I got to do this. Same thing with this. I done said I'm about to do this. I got to do it. Which I How much
1: work does it take outside of your full-time job to do this every week?
2: It used to take longer because I had been out of writing so much that I, I had to remember how to freaking think in that way. Now it's like, I, I like write it Friday, record it Saturday and make a video Sunday.
1: I'm telling y'all, you have to check her out. <laughs> like tell them, tell them your Instagram right now. Cause I'm going to say it in the end again, but they got to see these videos. So it's Randy B underscore, which is R E I G N D as in dog B as in boy underscore. She's nice. Like I'll I be listening to <laughs> it three, four times and I'm just so inspired. Cause your energy is there. It, you got so much energy and so much passion. You can see it in every yeah. single video. I feel like this applies to everything. And this is what I want to ask you is like, how many people, Mm -hmm. anybody in my audience, how many people do you know that want to be a rapper, want to be an artist? Like it's just so many people. You sit in a room full of 10 people. Somebody going to tell you they know how to rap. Mm -hmm. Like somebody going to be like, I can flow. Mm -hmm. I can freestyle. I -hmm. can do this. If if I would put myself out there, I could be a rapper, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like at large, Usually, people in a room will be like, "Ha ha ha! Yeah, sure, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, okay, whatever. Everybody says they can be a rapper." That was that was the fear I that like... I had. exactly. And there's this fear of oversaturation with everyone. I feel like everyone's like, "Oh, I want to be a fitness instructor, but there's a million online. Mm-hmm. I want to be a rapper, but everybody thinks they can be a rapper." Like, and then it scares people away from shooting their shot, like you just said. Mm-hmm. So, what did you do to get past being scared or get around the naysayers that were like, "Oh, but everybody's trying to be a rapper, so you' about to do it too."
2: I think I just said I'm going to do it. I mean, when I made that decision, I didn't think about anybody but myself. It's almost a selfish decision. Yeah, I mean, it, it must—it most definitely was a selfish decision. I'm—I'm I'm going to do it. You say I can't, or you say it's stupid to. Okay, well, I'm still going to do it. I mean, you don't have to live my life. I do. So,
1: and it almost sounded like it was a realization in your mind after like duck sitting for so long that you were like, "Yo, this is why you came here," right? And you still haven't done it yet. Right. So you either go take full swing at this thing or drop it. Right. And you finally just came to terms with like, I got to take my best swing. Right. And lo and behold, thank God you did because you're really good. (laughs) Yeah. So. I was so happy all the time. Do
2: you write your own? I mean, I just get so offended. Don't write my own stuff. What? Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) For for real. You can tell it's all you. (laughs) It's all you. It's got you written all over it. (laughs) So the spit shit Sundays concept came like so. Now I get it because I guess I wanted to know if this was like to show off your skills or to have fun. But this came from that consultation where you were like, "I have to brand myself. I have mm-hmm. to find a way to be consistent and get mm-hmm. myself out there." Mm-hmm.
2: They're fun now. They they are fun. I mean, no,
1: they're, Though they're fun. They're fun. Yeah. I look forward to this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the funnest minute of the 24 hours <laughs> y'all will understand when you look about how much energy she puts into these videos and saw just the the lyrics and everything like for me and of course like we can talk about the elephant in the room i'm a white girl of course but mm-hmm. for hip-hop like i love a good lyricist mm-hmm. like you can miss me with all the like Young Thug and all that stuff. Like, I need like a Lil Wayne, old mm-hmm. school Lil Wayne lyricist in my life. Like, the 2012 Lil Wayne, like, yeah. every line was like, you were like, oh, yeah. after the line. <laughs> and I just, I get that vibe from you again. I'm like, oh, finally, like somebody with some like lyrics that are making me think, mm-hmm. you know, and you're not cursing a whole lot. And it's just, mm-hmm. I was like, this is quality content again. Mm-hmm. It just feels good. And I can't wait for you to have like a full album or, and you just released a single, right? Yep.
2: Grateful Pine. What was it called? Grey Pine. I released that December 17th. And did you get the outcome you were looking for? I don't know. My streams are okay. My streams are mm-hmm. okay. I did drop a video for it. I did, however, expect it not to do as well as I expect the next one to do. Only because people are just so used to the minute, and they're so used to one side of me.
1: Yeah, you put a whole ton of good content in one minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can imagine you spreading it out is like, what's going on? Yeah. So
2: and and it was a very chill video.
1: It, it was. was very laid
2: back. So I don't have too many of those type of spit shit Sundays. So I kind of knew that would take maybe some getting used to. People do like the the song though, um, which is great. I like the song. Hell. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the song is good. The streams are doing, I, every time I go look at my distribution streams, it, I mean, they're going up. So, I mean, I and somebody put me on their hip hop playlist on Spotify, so but, <laughs> I might like to. <laughs>
1: so, would, this is the one thing I think about when you're making your dreams come true is like, not only have you had to invest a submit. Because what it sounds like, based on the story you told us, is that like this did not work until you were willing to invest a substantial amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like yep. it was like you had to make the commitment to invest in yourself. Is it and it has it costed you a lot of money up front too?
2: It can get pricey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it can get pricey. But I think that's real though. I think the cost up front is the invet- That's the investment. It like, is. You don't just get found like. like- you have to invest. It can get lengthy. <laughs> just say it like
2: that. I mean, I mean, get it can get expensive. It can get pricey. It's it's definitely something that you have to say. I'm going to do this, and it definitely changes more than just time management. I mean, it it changes. It kind of changes your life. You know, I'm used to being able to go out and buy basically whatever the hell I want to buy, but it's like okay,
1: you got you got this. It's about me this year. You got, you got to mix
2: this song. You got to get the song mixed. <laughs> So it kind of like disciplines you.
1: It disciplines the shit out of you. I love that. Discipline. It really does. It becomes like a part of your everyday. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you telling people no and skipping stuff and skipping birthdays. And people Mm -hmm. like, who are you? Uh, Real focused on me right now. That's who I am. (laughs) Right, right. You'll know what That's the cost that comes with, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cost that comes with success. Yep. And I
2: mean, that's happened. Also, on the other side, you know, people get mad at you for not being able to go out. So, you know, you lose those friends, but then you lose the friends that you realize ain't good for you. So, that I mean, that's happened to kind of just stop talking to a couple people who I realized ain't really for me, you know.
1: Well, that's what they say. You don't you don't ever lose real friends. You just find out who's true or not. Right. Right. Which is so telling. I I just feel like when you do something brave and you do something daring for yourself, mm-hmm. People are not going to stand by your side, whether it's inconvenient to them and what they get from you, mm-hmm. or it's some people can't deal with what feels unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, because they could one. never see it for themselves.
2: Don't really want to see you in. Like I, I stopped talking to a person. I stopped talking to one of my guy friends because he would call me and, and this might, I mean, y'all, y'all tell me if I'm wrong in the comments, <laughs> <laughs> he will watch my videos. And he would call me and say, oh, I love that video. But he would never like it or con- or comment or anything. So I stopped talking to him. He's like, so he's very big on so He's like, he has a lot of followers on social media. So it's like, you know, every time you drop something or something, you like, hey, go like this comment, do, 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 do this, do that. So because you're you're structured that way. That makes me feel like if if you can't do the same thing to me, you don't really want to see me win. And if you weren't structured that way to be on social media, like and stuff, then okay, that's different. But you're structured that way and you refuse to like and comment on my stuff. But you'll call me and say, oh man, that was good. And I'm like, okay, thank you. But it's like, well, I mean, why won't you? So I I know what you're saying. I'm talking to him. I mean, because it's like, I, I feel like you don't really want me to win.
1: I think we've gotten in this place though. Like, I know a lot of people would listen and be like, yeah, but he picked up the phone and called you. Mm -hmm. But I think we've gotten to this place on social media where we've got this big presence. Mm -hmm. We feel like everyone's supposed to like and comment on our stuff, but we we have to hold ourselves to a caliber Mm -hmm. where we cannot return the favor. Right.
2: It's like, yeah, he called me, but it's it's like that person that'll DM you how great you are, but won't say nothing to the world. Because, you know, they might be saying something else about you or, you know, something, something, something. Yeah. So,
1: you know, something's not right. I just
2: don't really talk to him anymore. It's like, and, and plus the fact that he didn't really comment unless he needed something, that too. So it's like, yeah, it was like, eh, you know.
1: Oh, success brings clarity. Yeah. <laughs> success brings clarity. I mean, it is what it is. So who's your muse? Like, who's your biggest musical inspiration?
2: My biggest musical inspiration is, I don't know if you can see.
1: <laughs> I can't.
2: Who is you it? You can't? That is Tupac
1: Shakur. Oh, of
2: course. Mr. Pop Daddy. <laughs> He is my biggest musical influence on what to do and what not to do. My biggest lyrical influence is him. My biggest creative influence is probably Missy.
1: Ooh. Mm, I love that. That makes so much sense now.
2: Missy and Busta together. I mean, they had probably their director, really, because they had the same director. But um, yeah, so definitely Missy. Tupac and Lauren Hill might be tied, though.
1: Mm wow yeah because i was gonna say i feel like you get inspired by something and then you whatever you put out is kind of like inspired by the beat Mm -hmm. almost like you give me different vibes every time Mm -hmm. yeah and so you're just like that's what i was curious about i was like who's really got you Mm -hmm. like holding your back up like really inspires you when you're not when you're like in a music you know in a writing crunch Mm -hmm. or really trying to figure out what vibe or what flow you're gonna
2: i mean alive is is wayne Mm. that's the real deal well wayne is the real deal like I don't, I don't see how people, that he's the real deal. So, yeah, I guess I got a couple. Lauren, Tupac is my biggest influence as far as life, though. <laughs> and, and you know, Lauren, Tupac, Missy, Wayne, MC Light, probably about it.
1: Okay, so I got a really weird question. So, the only person that could see me on video is you. The rest of my mm-hmm. audience will only hear your voice. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if anyone knows this yet, but you are a female. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> shocker. So... What would you say to the outside when I feel like people say like the odds are stacked stacked against you? Because we don't see, like, I feel like female rappers. All right. So I feel like there's like a real limited amount of female artists. Like, I feel like someone on the outside looking in might think that the odds are stacked against you because there's just, there's Nikki, there's Trina, there's Missy. Like, there's not a whole lot of popping female artists out there. Maybe I'm missing them. I don't know. But like, what would you say to the naysayers that might say the odds are stacked against you as a female artist right now?
2: I mean, I think the odds are stacked against the average person anyway in this kind of industry.
1: So, but. Because you're not singing. You're rapping. Like.
2: Yeah, I'm rapping. Nah, nah, nah. You know, I I can hold. You know, I can.
1: You can hold your, oh, we know. We know. But you, your competition is men and women.
2: Cardi B and all them folks. Right. But um, what I would say is that you're absolutely right. They are. But those that are supposed to make it will. I mean, and I feel like, I honestly feel like that's me.
1: I was about to say, I got to ask another question. We were talking uh, earlier, you said, you said something like, before we hit the record button, you were like, you said, I can't do that stuff to, because I'm expecting myself. Trying my, to be the greatest. Yeah, I'm trying to be the greatest. And I'm like, yo, I want that type of confidence. Where did you get that from? <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I just... Because somebody would call you cocky. I would. not But somebody would call you cocky. How do you feel about that? Don't put your fear on me.
2: Ooh! Say it again. <laughs> it's okay to be confident. People are afraid to sound confident. I can see if I was like, you know, I'm the greatest of all time. Can't nobody fuck with me right now. What, like, like that would be stupid. Like, that would just be stupid and cocky. Right, right. Pretentious. But I'm saying that's what I want to be. I mean, what's wrong with that? Why, you know, why do people want to be average?
1: But people are afraid to say that because then they, they're they afraid of falling short. Like as if somebody's going to stop you and be like, when are you going to be the greatest?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. And somebody might do that. And I mean, also don't put your time limit on me either. <laughs>
1: so i was just talking well, about that about getting getting away from this timeline that we have in our heads that like we, it's either self-inflicted or we let people inflict these like societal timelines on us of like when you're supposed to get married when you're supposed to be uh-huh. successful when you're supposed to have kids when you're supposed to be independent like but if you let that stuff shatter you like it will break you exactly it will break you so what mm-hmm. do you ask take the female part out of it what do you think makes you different from other artists
2: I think I'm brave enough. I think I think my bravery makes me different from other artists. There aren't a lot of artists that are brave enough to be themselves and are brave enough to say no to certain things because it goes against who they are and what they really want to be and the type of person that they really want to be. I mean, I've had people say they can help me do this. That could have. It could help me get a bigger name if I became more of like a sex
1: symbol. Ooh.
2: I mean, if you think I'm sexy, that's on you, but that's not, you know, I'm not, you know, one guy was like, you need to make the um, women want you and you need to make the guys want to be you. And, you know, I was like, well, what about who they are? Why why can I make them want to be themselves? Right. I mean, you know, you can't be me and I can't be you. (laughs) So, you know. And um, what
1: about you inspiring somebody to be themselves?
2: Right, exactly. So, I mean, I actually did have a guy who was like, you know. I can make you a star. He could have. And this is when I was like really out there doing the, the open mic scene. And he was like, but you got to have like, uh, he was like, I want to do a video with you. You got to have naked girls all around. You. I'm like, nope. I'm like, no, thank you. No, there's, there's already enough women like that. I don't need women in my videos that are strippers and we throw them. Not. I don't need that. Like he literally was like, we put some strippers in the video. No, No, we're not. No, that's no, we're not. So you just went
1: like because I'm blown away because I feel like anybody else would have caved. And not only are you like really focused on like brand alignment. So you know what mm-hmm. you care about and you're mm-hmm. sticking your guns to it. But you're also like, these are my morals and this is who I am. And you'll either love me for it or hate for, hate me for it. And I don't care.
2: Right. A lot of people aren't you know, brave enough to do that. TLC is one. Of, I don't know why I didn't say them. Because T-Boss is like... You know, TLC is like one of my biggest influences because, you know, they, you know, they talked about sex, Was it wasn't in that, you know, it like they, they talked about what they wanted to talk about or whoever wanted. I don't know if it was them, but, you know, they talked about the this, this shit that you was a fucking condom, like, you know, the shit that people weren't really trying to hear. So it's like,
1: that's what I love is I feel like you're talking about stuff people don't want to hear
2: mm-hmm.
1: is your lyrics are really like speaking. You're talking about stuff that matters.
2: People want to hear it, but they don't want to look uncool. Ooh. They want to hear it. Ooh. They obviously want to hear it. You know, they want to hear it, but they don't want to, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's two sides to every book, to every story, though. You know, I, I definitely like to just say fun shit and do, you know, make fun songs. But, you know, even in those, like, everything I write and I do this on purpose has a word at least one word that someone needs to go somebody's gonna have to go look up
1: you are not lying i was like where is she getting these big words from
2: yeah, i do that on purpose <laughs> um so that people literally go like go read a fucking book even if it's just a dictionary go read something go go figure out what i just said
1: mm. so i mean i cannot wait for you to blow cannot <laughs> wait cannot wait for you to blow i feel like i got the pre-interview to the the bet interview <laughs> there you go
2: that, that's that's what you got. <laughs>
1: So that's what you get? Best advice to my audience you either ever received or advice to anyone that you would give that's chasing their goals right now, they're feeling like they're unachievable.
2: I actually got it tattooed on my the best advice I could give is aspire to inspire. So mm. when you aspire to when you inspire people, they're going to automatically gravitate towards you. So you you'll be successful in whatever you're trying to do if you can grab the people and grab their hearts then, you know. So Aspire to inspire. Try to inspire somebody.
1: That's what you did to me. I was like, oh, we got to talk. Listen, we got to talk because I feel some type of way when I listen to your one minute video. (laughs) All right, so tell everybody where they can stalk you at one more time on Instagram. Where can they check out your single? Where can they find you? And where can they see these spit shit Sundays?
2: (laughs) DB underscore, R E I G N D B underscore is my Instagram. It's also my Twitter. I have to get better with Twitter. Twitter. It's just not my friend right now. If you got Facebook, RainDB on Facebook as well, Rain space BB. My single grateful pond is actually on any platform. Um, it's just Rain though. So it's uh, my, my, my artist name is actually Rain. So Amazon Music, Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music, it's everywhere. Um, so if you want to go check that out. And it's also a link on my Instagram to all of those things and you can
1: go find it. I will tag everything in the comments. We cannot wait for you to blow. I cannot (laughs) wait for you to pop. It is worth checking out. Trust me, her music is so inspiring and it's a minute and you got a minute. I know that because they say we spend 45 days a year on Instagram so you can find a damn minute to check out Rain and her spit shit Sundays. One minute videos, it's worth your time. Trust me and be on the lookout for it because she's coming on up and I can't thank you enough friend for sharing your story. Ooh,
2: thank you for, for reaching out to me,
1: man. It means the world. So thanks for being honest and vulnerable with my audience. Uh, I know they will appreciate it as much as I do. All
0: right. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded face is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.